0: The bricks and mortar location is for community that is what my value is that is what my intention my purpose my love is is for the community it means doors are open that means if you need to just sit down then come sit on my couch i have some tea here for you would you like some water
1: that was melanie charlebois from the bodhi tree right here in downtown kempville and You guys are really going to find this one interesting because Melanie has a lot of advice to give and a lot of knowledge about business, but where she got that knowledge really didn't come from the more traditional sources. It's really an inspiring story to to understand that no matter what you learn about in this life, if you think about it, there's probably an application in how you can apply it to your business. So keep an ear out. This is Melanie from the Bodie Tree in downtown Campville on the Small Town Business Podcast.
0: My name is Melanie Charlebois, I'm sometimes known as Mel. And in the yoga world or as the owner of the Bodhi Tree Yoga Center, I also go by Om Shanti, which is my spiritual name.
1: Spiritual name. So that, that, that's, that's something that probably everyone probably asks, or if they don't ask you, they probably wonder about that. How do you get a spiritual name?
0: <laughs> my name was given to me by my teacher um, when I was away in India studying with him at his ashram. So after some months of study, he does a lot of meditation and offers a name to you, as long as you're open and and accepting of it. Um, And the name that he offers to you is one that he sees you offer to the world and to your community. Uh, So my name in Sanskrit is Om Shanti, and translated, that means the vibration of peace and calm.
1: Wow. Wow, that's amazing. You know what's so really cool about this is that that is the exact same process that we're going through with a branding uh, mentor right now. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is literally, we're going to someone who has some wisdom and some knowledge about these things and he comes up with a name based on what we put out and, you know, our beliefs and how we, yeah. how, what we kind of change that we want in the world. Ours is Market Pie. So it's uh, <laughs> not as uh, maybe, you know, not as maybe other as your name there, you know. So it like,
0: works because I like pie. So. Yeah.
1: So, well, <laughs> i go to you it. how so <laughs> peaceful? It's because of pie. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's a little bit of humble pie, my friend. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sure. Or wonderful.
0: coconut cream, whatever.
1: So, so how how long ago did you? So how long has this spiritual name been with you for? Um,
0: again, odd. He gave me my spiritual name back in two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known about it myself from my own deeper levels of understanding. Probably, I can't. I've had it tattooed on the side of my arm since two thousand and twelve. Mm-hmm. And this says Om Shanti right there. So my name that he gave me was tattooed there. And to me in 2012, when I had it tattooed, it meant a lot to me as something that was very important to me was my own vibration of peace.
1: Mm-hmm, that's wonderful. So I think
0: I've known it for a very long time.
1: <laughs> and and so you're the owner of uh, the Bodhi Tree Yoga Studio yep. just here out in Kempville. Yeah, yeah. And- was that is it, so the, this journey, you're going on learning yoga and, and all that, was it, was it all kind of leading up to this or was this an opportunity that presented itself to you? Absolutely.
0: Um, I, I definitely believe in vibration and you put out what you put out your vibration and it comes back to you, the laws of karma and anything else you want to think about. I grew up in a very spiritual household. Uh, I believe that I learned yoga from the time I was born. My mother was a spiritualist, and we were taught intention, meditation, um, just being a good person. That's
1: (laughs) that's a good thing to do. Yeah,
0: the philosophies of yoga we were taught from the time I can remember being alive. Um, So when I actually found a yoga studio that encompassed not just movement, but also the spirituality of uh, yoga and the philosophies, it was marriage made in heaven. Mm-hmm. So from that time on, it's been one step at a time. And again, I don't ever push for anything. I never strive for anything. I feel that when you have to work too hard, it's no longer authentic. Things just happen when they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And in this case, that's exactly what happened. It, it was time.
1: Yeah. Well, what- it was time. What was like? Because a lot of business owners like, when is that time? Like that's a big mm-hmm. question business owners have, right? So what, what was, what were the things leading you to say, opening a yoga studio or buying the the, the previous yeah. one? Yeah,
0: it it worked for uh, for me personally. I had been going, going to school. I've done some you know some medical background. Um, I'm a PSW. I've done a lot of anatomy work, a lot of studying. <laughs> And a lot of yoga studies as well. When the previous owner, Gail, went back to her nursing background and she was starting to ebb off, I was starting to ebb in a lot more. And it just became a very easy, smooth transition between the two. Also for us personally at that time, my husband had lost his job pretty much at the same time as that ebb and flow happened. And I picked up a new job as well working that helped with the finances and my husband was able to take on the role of sitting in as a physical person in the studio Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so everything there was no work to be done it just flowed in nicely
1: (laughs) that's wonderful right because a lot of people they you get this passion for this thing you want to do and then you pursue it with everything but it's hard right and so your kind of experience is kind of almost maybe the opposite of that. Is you got to put in that hard work. Absolutely. Sure you're working a little hard right now. Yeah. <laughs> a little. A little, little hard. A little. And, uh, but, but yeah, because I think that could be a big trap that you can run into. Like, like with Sean and I, we have, uh, this is, it's been a very similar thing where it's just the right opportunities came, a project came that we worked on, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, we, we're in the space now. We're doing mm-hmm. podcasts with, with you here and uh, and things are starting to happen. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. I, I strongly believe that things do work out the way they were supposed to work out. Mm-hmm. And when you're banging your head against a closed door nonstop and it's causing nothing but headaches, it's probably time to reevaluate the avenue or the approach mm-hmm. or maybe the location or the people you're working with there's a lot of things that you can reevaluate at that point in time but yeah i i look for those doors those moments that are coming up and sometimes it's just changing an attitude of no, this is how it's going to be to an ad, to an attitude of that's a door. I wonder what it's like if I open it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you ever run into that door you got to close immediately? Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess you also have to be open to that as well, or just learning that sometimes when you open a door, it's, you, you have to turn around.
1: <laughs> Are you finding your yoga journey is kind of bringing a lot of like is there a lot of business principles that you're finding connections with Uh, I'm learning I'm
0: definitely learning the nice thing is as a yoga teacher for so many years ahead of time is I was my own business Mm -hmm. so I'm a contractor and I had been a contractor so I know that you know to have to have a lot of people come into your class, you got to do a lot of self-marketing promotion. You you are your own business, and you know I walk around and everybody knows I'm I'm a yoga girl. <laughs> yeah. I, I do yoga. I get that at the grocery store. You're the girl who does yoga, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what gave
0: it away? <laughs> was it the shirt? I think it was the shirt. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's it, right? You can generally uh, tell by the shirts.
0: <laughs> or or the lack of shoes.
1: <laughs> you brought up an interesting point, Mm -hmm. right? You're saying you were a contractor before you jumped in. Like, would you feel that if you didn't have that experience of jumping into a brick and mortar store and buying a business, would that have been?
0: Probably a little different. I wouldn't, um, advertising myself ahead of time gave me the idea. And, um, I, just to back up a little bit, I'd have to say that The fact that I worked for that brick and mortar location, for the Bodhi tree in itself, and I had been an integral part of it for 10 years, made it so easy for me to transition into the ownership of it because there was nothing I, not that I'm not learning every single day as a new business owner. uh, Some of the things that, you know, you don't necessarily see as an employee, but I think knowing it, there was no surprises, big surprises, but now, fast forwarding again, having the advertising and being knowing that you need to speak, knowing that you do need to go out and say, oh no, the Bodhi tree is an actual location. We've been there for going on 11 years now. Here we are. We still get asked all the time. So it's a constant and just the same thing as teaching yoga. It's a constant of I teach yoga. I teach yoga here. This is what I do twice a week. Or So you do have to self-advertise quite a bit and the same thing when you own a brick and mortar location just because you have the bricks and mortar doesn't mean that people know especially in our community we're ever so expanding we've grown so much in the last 10 years and you would think that because we've been there and a stable location that we wouldn't hear it anymore of oh i didn't know kempha had a yoga studio yes we do (laughs) we've been there a long time
1: Yeah, because I think business owners, yeah, you you say, well, if my doors are open and I'm here, everyone sees it, so everyone should know it's, uh, no.
0: No, sometimes it's a lot of wearing the merchandise. You know, myself and my husband, we walk around with our Bodhi Tree t-shirts and sweatshirts on pretty much all the time. Um, That's, that's one thing. We got recognized at the grocery store in Prescott because he was wearing a Bodhi Tree t-shirt and they say, oh, that's, is that the one in Kempville? Yeah, we were in Prescott at the time. She said, well, I have to come to yoga now because, you know, I met you guys. It it was wearing the T-shirt out Mm -hmm. and about that brought the people in. And not just, you know, people don't always drive downtown, and that's a shame, or walk through the streets downtown. Mm
1: -hmm. A
0: lot of times we get a lot of through traffic, you know, um, going home, whether it be living in a new subdivision or 43 back to the 416 to go to, to Ottawa to work. They don't always make their way downtown to where we have some beautiful gems, you know. I just spent my morning at
1: Geronimo's. (laughs) It's wonderful, isn't
0: it? Beautiful. We have such a lovely location, especially next to the water. You can walk down to Curry Park in five minutes, spend some time on a patio at Salamanders having a drink
1: Mm -hmm. on a
0: beautiful day. It's perfect.
1: So if you didn't have this opportunity of buying uh, a yoga studio, Mm -hmm. would you you have considered... uh, just creating your own one or buying and renovating a space or having one out of your house so was that I'm just trying to get a sense of like you know was it was it the opportunity how much of it was opportunity and how much of it was was saying you know it's like you know you know I wanted I purposefully I'm intentionally wanting to go and, and make this happen mm-hmm
0: yeah. uh Could have gone both ways. It was definitely uh, an opportunity. And I believe the opportunity arised because I expressed interest. Uh, Knowing our small town as well, opening a second yoga studio would have been just bad karma all around, you know? Mm Second big, like a, another business like that mm-hmm. next to another business that's already reputable, and it, it just doesn't work on
1: all accounts. Yeah, exactly. so I would
0: have had to reevaluate that yeah. aspect. You know, whether Prescott would have been a different idea it, or a, another option would have been. a possibility
1: let's talk competition too is is, what's the yoga what's the yoga competition like out in uh out in the country here i mean there seems to be a lot of teachers i mean you have oh yeah you know have at least 12 15 on your site there and there seems to be a lot of them around so
0: yeah yeah. we have a good town full of yogis around here (laughs) (laughs) walking down the street you can pretty much say hello or namaste to any any yogi um competition wise i i'm and again, a little difficult to say because a lot of people do offer yoga mm-hmm. um, as to whether or not it's, I like to think that I can't offer the right thing to everybody mm-hmm. and I have to be okay with offering it out to somebody else, especially somebody I trust and that I know is going to take care of the client and our community in the way that the community needs to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm not the right answer for that and yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with saying that I don't have all the answers, but I'm hopeful that this person will be able to help you in the way that you need it. Mm -hmm. So I know that, um, uh, drifters offers power yoga. I don't offer very much power yoga, but she offers specifically power yoga in her small little location, um, down by the water. And at the same time, you can grab a kayak or a canoe and head out on the water for the afternoon. So how perfect is that? Two birds, one stone. Um, and then there's also yoga offered at different dance uh, dance locations. J Glow has uh, has yoga offered there as well, and you know that's one of our teachers from the Bodhi Tree who offers yoga there as well. So, to me, uh, as many people as can experience the yoga, fantastic and. I like to think that, again, it's the idea of going to where they need it the most. Mm-hmm. And I'm hopeful that other businesses kind of turn around and do the same thing as well and say, I may not have the answers for you, but welcome to community. Yeah. <laughs> community is about sharing and getting together and building on each other in order to build yourself up. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a push and pull. Everybody's got to work together.
1: Yeah, right. Because, again, there is there is a finite amount of people... In the in that that can be serviced, but there is enough for everyone because there's just you, as I said, you can't be every, you can't be uh, uh, what's the expression? You can't be everything to everyone, right mm-hmm. there, right? And I think that's a powerful lesson that business owners really got to learn is. Is, is saying find what your lane is right and because if you try and do everything you don't make a lot of friends that way right
0: exactly but and i'd never yeah. sleep yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah no? I'm,
0: I'm very passionate about my sleep time so if i was trying to offer to literally this entire community in town i'd never get any sleep yeah. if i was trying to you know give them everything they wanted <laughs> so i have to draw my own lines and then you know move on to the support of other people
1: so speaking of sleep, so yeah. yoga studio, huh. You have three kids. Three. Yeah. Three kids, a goat, a dog, a cat. Two cats. And you also have a an, another job that you balance too.
0: Yeah.
1: How so well, first off, let's let's take it <laughs> one piece at a time. So a lot of business owners, especially out here in a small town, everyone a lot of business owners start with their their day job, right? Mm-hmm. And you said this job has allowed you to finance, you know, this business. What Tell me a little bit about how you come to that decision to say, I'm going to start a business and hold this day job down. Right
0: too. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, both happened at the same time. So it was yeah. just one of those, uh, it, it just happened. Mm-hmm. And it was, it. we managed to make it work beautifully. Um, my other job still offers me a fair amount of flexibility and it's a brand new program that's still in developments here in the kempville area and it's something i'm very passionate about as well because it's for the community mm-hmm. it's for the people here in town and i'm really looking forward to seeing this take off in in the way that we're really hoping it's going to
1: mm-hmm
0: that being said it allows me to make a lot of conversations and partnerships and and um with a lot of other different community partners mm-hmm. and it it's not very far off from what I do in the yoga studio world or in the you know uh is making those same connections with people and, and a lot of times I'm talking about resiliency and mental health and you know your own personal well-being in both lands <laughs> so, so again, I never went off and took a job that I wasn't passionate about to begin with. Mm-hmm. And So I do believe another thing that's very important to me is only do things that I 100% love and can give my attention to. Mm-hmm. But once it feels that it's starting to take away from me, it's probably not the right job anymore. Yeah. So I, I live with passion, yeah. big time with passion and that way none of it feels like work. I never get up in the morning and say, oh my God, I have to go to work. It's just cool. (laughs) And after this, I'll do this. And after that, I'll do that. It's really fun. And every morning is something a little bit new and different and another conversation with another person. And hopefully at the end of the day, I've made somebody's day a little brighter, a little sunnier. And if not, I'll try again tomorrow.
1: (laughs) So picking, uh, well, you Mm -hmm. know, it's sometimes hard to pick a job, that uh, you know that allows you that perfect balance but you're saying it's more important to you that you know to keep this this uh, I'm not sure if it's your which one you would consider the side one if they're both equal or not but picking a, a, a career or or just a side job for to support your entrepreneurial venture that you, that does support it right that gets you in the community keeps you in the same headspace right yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely they're both just as important I, I don't think either one of them takes precedence over the other one they're both just as equally important I put just as much time into both of them, um, just in different roles. And uh, I often tell people it depends on which hat I'm wearing as to who you're talking to, if it's Melanie or Shanti. <laughs> or,
1: or which shirt you're wearing.
0: It's Yeah, yeah. I have my, my other shirts in the car and I left the car over there and I walked here, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, I was going to wear a shirt that said, I'm so happy I could Kriya. <laughs> yeah, there
1: we go. Yeah. Wait, so happy you can...
0: I could Kriya. Kriya is a yoga thing. Uh, It's a, (laughs) it's a a cleansing thing. So I'm so So, happy I could cleanse. (laughs) So
1: if you ever see me with the eyes kind of get that, like kind of that, that glaze over thing, just explain it's a yoga thing. Yeah. (laughs) It's a yoga thing. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's so good. Right. Because like just to be, to be, to bring that entrepreneurial passion, right. Into, you know, you're working for someone else, but you're still, you're still living at that same core value, which is that passion, right. That's Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Because like like we're we're in that same process right now. We're talking about you know we have a business coach and he's getting us to talking about what are our core values and all that. But have you ever sat down in that or is it just something you've just innately known? You know, you just know. Absolutely.
0: It you, yeah. um, right at the beginning somebody asked us to sit down and try to figure out our mission or values and yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I said, realistically, my values so my the bricks and mortar location is for community. That is what my value is. That is what my intention, my purpose, my love is, is for the community. Mm -hmm. It means doors are open. That means if you need to just sit down and just sit down, then come sit on my couch. I have some tea here for you. Would you like some water? Do you need to talk? Do you just need to sit? This is what I'm here for. It's too many times our doors are all closed and people are now being left by themselves. We don't know how to talk to people anymore there's a lot of depression and anxiety that we're being seen around here and if there's something i can do about that whether it be just as little as opening the door and telling you to sit down if you need to spend an hour i can't tell you you know i can't tell you how many times i've seen ness walking down the street and i go ha
1: you know this is my wife by the way yes
0: and uh next thing you know two hours has elapsed and she goes i think mike might like some tea (laughs) i'll give him a call now
1: or some food
0: or some food
1: she's without without her around i'd probably have scurvy (laughs) i oh
0: i'll just be honest i have to say i um look in I have a special diet and uh, I've had to look into somebody who cooks for me as well because I just, that's one of those things I've had to put off to the wayside. Mm -hmm. And so
1: I was talking with a business owner just recently and she's a photographer and I was, we're talking about outsourcing things uh, Mm -hmm. to try and get some time. And, And one of the things I was saying, oh, well, have you thought about outsourcing your editing or your photos? And she said, you know, Honestly, she'd much rather outsource, you know, something like cooking or cleaning, uh, you know, just, and all that. And, and that, so, so talking about the outsourcing, what's, is that something that you believe is something that, you know, you should probably get into or?
0: I, I've, you I had to, I had to for time, for time. Um, I have again, so much love and passion for everything I do and I have almost zero love and passion for cooking. (laughs) (laughs) I do love eating and I love eating good food, but the cooking aspect, not so much. Mm -hmm. So keeping that in mind and knowing that good food feeds me energy and good food allows me to do all the things that, um, that help me out along the day. I've had somebody start to cook for me and she offers me five meals a week, frozen. She props them. They're, for me, uh, gluten-free and they're vegan and they're very uh, celiac and um, friendly. And she delivers them to me once a week, so I get a week's worth of at least, whether it be a lunch or a dinner, so I have one hearty, good, nutritious meal a day. Mm-hmm. and. The rest of the time I can usually be found at (laughs) Geronimos.
1: Yeah. Did you have to, was there anything inside you when you're starting, this is a cooking food is like a daily task that everyone feels like they should be able to do. Did you ever feel that, hey, you know, I should be able to cook for myself. Like why mm. should I like did you have to have to overcome any of that kind of pride or nope. kind of, you know, no, no, you're <laughs> just you're just ready to give it up, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: you know, and I still do some cooking. There's yeah. some things that I do enjoy and when I have a little bit of time and I want to, I'll get in the kitchen and I'll make myself a batch of doll or a kitchery or something that again I really enjoy. Um, not very often <laughs> because again my love for it is not that great. <laughs> But that's okay. Again, that's one place I know that I can't offer it to other people as much. And I can't offer it to myself as much either. Mm -hmm. And if I can outsource it, all the power. Because again, somebody else who loves doing it, who can benefit from a couple of extra dollars from doing it, and uh, is going to offer something that's going to be good for me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I think that's a win-win situation here. I get to eat. She gets to cook. (laughs)
1: and you have some more time to spend on doing what you can help the most people right?
0: absolutely so I get to I take that time to I just finished writing my manual for a yin yoga teacher training that I start tomorrow and I had them printed and picked up this morning I think I almost cried when I picked them up and looked at it it was so nice to see my hard work on paper and in front of me that I could leaf through and offer to the students coming in tomorrow and uh, now I'm putting that energy into another manual that I'm writing for a 200-hour teacher training course. And for the next training course, <laughs> for, mm-hmm. so we have a 300 that's starting in September as well. So I've got some time and energy that I can put into that. And I know that for a lot of times cooking isn't, you know, a monstrous amount of time. But to me, it's almost an hour a day yeah. when I think about you know, the prep time, the eating time, the cleanup time, um, the shopping for ingredients and every. If I'm taking out about an hour a day, to me, I can put in four or five pages into a manual in that time or research or sometimes planning yoga classes and curriculums. So things like that. Um, yeah, it, an hour a day works up to seven hours a week, and seven hours a week is not small potatoes. <laughs> That's almost an entire work day that I can save yeah. in not making myself dinner.
1: <laughs> is there any... It makes you... It almost makes the question, like, would there be anything else you want to outsource? Like, what would be the next on your cutting block?
0: Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> uh, mopping floors. <laughs> mopping floors, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, sometimes I need that time to clean. I do enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not my favorite thing, but it's, I like those cleanup times because they're my time to come back, Mm -hmm. quiet my mind and go, I'm doing this for a purpose. You know, the floors are clean and people appreciate that when they walk in and can take off their shoes and appreciate a clean floor. Um, Brand you a little too? Absolutely. I once read an article years ago and it changed my whole perspective on cleaning and it was a monk who chose to clean the toilets and he was in an ashram and the article keeps going by saying that you know he had more seniority and uh, you know it was time to delegate the tasks and for some reason he kept putting up his hand to clean the toilets and they said well that's below you and he said that's not below me nothing is below me whereas You walk into the bathroom, you sit down, you see a clean toilet, you are happy. That is not below me.
1: Hmm.
0: So I take that same appreciation to even something as cleaning the floors or cleaning the toilets. It's not below me. I'm still offering you a clean place to sit, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that to me is very important. Or, you know, a tidied, you know, prop rack in my studio. I think that's very important because that removes anxiety. Yeah from seeing clutter or I don't know, shoes organized, <laughs> things like that. It's not, nothing is below me. Everything is.
1: It also puts a, another thing business owners I think struggle with is putting value in their actions and their time, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they might feel that all this extra stuff they do is stuff that's not valuable, but it's, it, it's something that is really, truly valuable, right? To, to give that full experience takes work. It takes time. It takes things. And, and you have to value that in yourself and to value your own time. And going back to the outsor- the, the outsourcing, yeah. you need to outsource things so that you can put in all that time and then and you charge accordingly, right?
0: Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I know that there are certain tasks out there that are not my forte absolutely mm-hmm. you know i have a template that i work off of for simple social media posts and things like that when it came time to you know redesigning a website that's not my idea not idea of a good time at all no. not at You're like all.
1: jumping into some cs code or no i don't anything. even
0: know what you just said <laughs> <laughs> so for that reason i think we found the right people to take care of things in a way that yeah. i can't do yeah. and i'm i'm happy with that. Right.
1: Um, I'm really happy you say that considering I do your website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Not to say anything. No,
1: it's <laughs> yeah. In retrospect, I probably should have done my own website. You know, know <laughs> That was something I shouldn't have outsourced. Uh, yeah. Again,
0: certain things are not my place. They're not, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I love to teach. I love to share what I'm passionate about. Yeah. And I'm not going to be perfect at everything mm-hmm. by any means.
1: And, well, not being perfect at everything kind of leads us into maybe talking a bit about Rob, right? Yeah. So
0: Are this... you saying he's not perfect?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am saying he's not perfect. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's why he needs you, right? To complete, right? <laughs> um, so th- that's another thing that, you know, so everyone, a lot of businesses, they get partnerships, you know. So Sean and I have a partnership. We kind of have different skill sets in yeah. that. How do you find... Have, and then, but then this is also a marriage partnership too yeah. um so have you been in first off, my question is do you, have you been in a partnership that wasn't a uh, husband wife relationship before uh, in any entrepreneurial setting? So
0: not per- no nope.
1: no no so no nope. first one going into the marriage yep. side. so what's it like kind of balancing those two those two different partnerships, the marriage side and the business side?
0: We're still learning a lot yeah. about about everything mm-hmm. and it's been very interesting so he appreciates the fact that I have so much knowledge and background there specifically in our in the Bodhi tree and he definitely takes that um, to heart mm-hmm. he knows that there are certain things that I can just get done pretty quickly and that I can do um, through experience and with my own flavor <laughs> And at the same time, he's there right now with a door off the hinge, shaving off the bottom of it, right? Getting ready to prime and paint it because I'm not going to do it. (laughs) So it works out because, again, he was in a job that was a lot of labor. um, And he had been there for 20 years when when he lost his job. But he had always known that he really did not want to go back to work for anybody. Yeah. So perfect. it worked out perfectly when this whole opportunity arose. He's not uh, a diehard yoga practitioner. This was very new to him to jump into yoga land. I, I saw You've the photo eat-
1: you posted recently, and uh, the one thing that jumped into mind because you did this like symmetrical kind of thing and effort th- and
0: ease. <laughs> one one
1: side was not so symmetrical. We'll see. <laughs> And it's um, more symmetrical than the other yeah <laughs> yeah
0: and I think that goes to show a lot about our relationship together as well is that there's some places that I have a lot of effort that I have to put in and he puts in so much ease it just feels like nothing mm-hmm. and so it balances out and vice versa there's other areas business-wise and relationship-wise that are just so easy for me and there's a little bit more effort on his side and we can come in and and build off each other and it again it just works some days I gotta say there's a little bit of tension and it's just decompression of who's gonna breathe first <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's okay we usually head out go out have a nice dinner together mm-hmm. and you know go back to a married life where it's you know kids at cheerleading and hockey and. <laughs>
1: How do you, do you do you kind of have those clear boundaries set? Then, like, do you say like this is work time? We're in work mode. We have a work relationship, and then afterwards we have go back. Or is there a little bit? How much overlap would you say there would be there?
0: There is a lot of overlap all mm-hmm. around. Um, part of it is because what I do is who I am. Yeah. There's no differentiating between the two of them. That's why it's so easy for me to be doing. Everything I'm doing—that's why it doesn't feel like there's any work. It's because I'm—I'm I'm actually doing things from the core of who I am to begin with. Mm-hmm. I'm not having to push outside of my boundaries. I'm not—I'm not doing what's outside of me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So sometimes that can get a little murky at home too, where you know, it's—can you please take the yoga pants off? Like, take the yoga pants off. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's my skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who I am. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, it goes back to that kind of, that thing you're saying at the beginning about trying to reduce that amount of friction because, you know, if you set a business up and and if you set a business up to be something that isn't very connected to you, then you are going to have to work that much harder to keep that image up. And it might sound obvious, but you see it so many times in business where you you meet someone and they're a certain way and then you see their business life is a completely different way. And... As an outsider, you can see it, but as an insider, sometimes you just feel you, like you have to be someone or you be a certain, like, you have to be this big corporate entity, you know, We and use the royal we for everything. We here at, it's like, but it's just you. Yeah. You know, why are you using this we thing? You know, it's like, yeah.
0: Dude, be who you are. Yeah. Let it shine. <laughs> and that's so important because I, I can feel when you're not authentic, right? As somebody who's not authentic, I may not necessarily connect with and at the same time those people burn out Mm -hmm. so fast so fast it's they're exhausted Mm -hmm. because you're having to literally work double time you can't just be yourself Mm -hmm. being yourself makes it i'd like to say you can see a real smile rather than a fake one so it's a lot easier to when it's already there, <laughs>
1: yeah. I can only imagine they will bring resentment too. You know, that's Absolutely. that's why people don't like working for someone else, is they feel that they're not them. They feel that they're that they're putting on this show every time, and then they just get sick of it, right? Mm-hmm. So you, that's a big thing you want to avoid in starting up. A, a, you know, in starting up a business, right? Absolutely. Right big, Absolutely.
0: I got so lucky that Rob was so open to. To to the whole idea of being there and learning and learning how to be a business, not just any business, but you know an established yoga studio.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, he was open to it, and he still is. And that's where you see that picture from yesterday, where you know, I said, "Get down on the floor. We're doing yoga," and he said, "Oh." gosh, what are we doing now? I said, just sit down and put your legs up. But he did it. But he did it. (laughs) And that's the thing is he is doing it and that I couldn't be any prouder and any happier and any more excited to say that he walks beside me and not behind or in front of me, right? We are Mm -hmm. definitely on the same path, walking those same footprints. You know, he's there taking phone calls. He's there answering to people walking in the door. He's there, you know fixing the little things inside and uh, you know cleaning on a daily basis and all of the stuff that you know we would have had to outsource and had to hire somebody else to come in and do and luckily you know as new business owners if we can save on that Mm -hmm. it allows us to be able to do
1: more yeah
0: so it it worked out it's so perfect
1: any, any kind of new plans on the horizon coming up uh, or, or any things that you're preparing for in the business?
0: In the business, so lots of teacher training. Yeah. Uh, that's really exciting for me because I'm, uh, this next round of teacher training is 100% my curriculum all the way across. So I've been working so hard putting these curriculums together.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I have a 200-hour teacher training program that starts in September, and at this point, I'm more than 50% filled Wonderful. Um, Which is incredible. We have a 300 hour, which is the first 300 hour in basically this end of there's been one that's happened in ottawa i believe or that's happening at this moment but really nothing else
1: so you're not just resting on your laurels and what's working now you're you're still developing new things and new programs yeah
0: yeah yeah, that's so that's really exciting and for the 300 i'm bringing in a couple of really good friends and fellow teachers one from ottawa and one from brockville who are coming to co-teach with me at the same time so bringing in a little bit more fresh energy with that one as well so that's coming up. Oh, dear. I couldn't even tell you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, busy, busy. So how do people find you? How do people find uh, the studio? How do they get in contact with you?
0: Uh, first thing, walk into the door. Yeah. Like, we are there, and... Um, that's one way. Where, and,
1: where is it? Where's the studio uh, located?
0: Oh yeah. You know, the, the place down, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, just down there. <laughs> just at, down there and down at the, the street. the old mill,
1: it used to be, uh, actually I think it used to be a, uh, the old, uh, post office, I think, used to be on that location. Is yeah. that
0: what it was? Or I thought the post office was next door. Something
1: like
0: it was, Well, yeah, we the grassy area. area Anyways, there, yeah. so we're on Prescott Street. We're at yeah. 28 Prescott Street. We're yeah. right across from the library, <laughs> uh, and around the corner from the post office and CIBC, um, so right down that that little corner right there. And if they're
1: checking you out online?
0: Well, we have a brand new website that's just being launched right it's now. Wonderful. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's so bright and colorful and interactive. I'm not trying to boost your ego or anything, No.
1: Oh, go on. Oh, please, go on. Please
0: do. <laughs> These wonderful photos. No. Um, so the web address is bodhi.tree.studio.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mel, uh, I'm Shanti. Thank you. It was such a wonderful, the, your perspective on just, uh, is just really refreshing. And, and, I, and I think it, it's interesting that you have a very um, intuitive sense of a lot of kind of business principles, but it, it's come through a different way. And, and I think that's the big takeaway from this is that there is some, there, to be successful in business, you have to have these principles. And whether you get them intuitively or by rote, you know, you still have to have them. But uh, it's just nice to see uh, how you got, you came about. So thank you very much.
0: No, thank you. My pleasure.
1: You've been listening to the Small Town Business Podcast from Business Content, soon to be MarketPie.ca, where we interview business owners who love what they do. You can check us out for the next little while on BusinessContent.ca, soon to be MarketPie.ca. And we're going to have many other podcasts. So tune in, check it out. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter Universe, and so much more. We'll see you guys next week.